Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're doing a little remix from one of our earlier shows about defining your acquisitions criteria. Before we do that, though, let's talk about the Casual Fridays REI consulting program. Guys, basically, we're here to help. Doesn't matter if you're brand new to this and you want some help picking and pricing a county, or you've been at it for a while and you're just looking for some help on ways to expand. All you got to do is go to our website at www.casualfridaysrei.com. Click on the consulting tab, walk through the sign up, then we'll be in touch to help you get started. It's the remix. I, you know is that why you want to do it? Do I did. It? That's the only reason I wanted to do it. I was watching a, some video and it was a dad and he had his kids out there. They're dancing and he's having a dance party. And it's like he's got his iron out and he's got steam coming out. It's like, and the kids are dancing in the living room. It's like when quarantine goes club in the house. And so it just made me want to yell remix. Have you, uh, your kids aren't, no, I know, I know this already, but you're, so I don't even know what I'm asking. So I'm not going to ask, but I've, just I've ask, seen just all, ask, I've just seen ask. all the, uh, parents getting involved with TikTok videos with their kids lately. Yeah. And I know your kids don't have anything to do with that, but I wouldn't be surprised if you had TikTok and are you getting involved with it with your kids? <laughs> I do not have TikTok. I've been toying with the idea. I just, I don't know. I was talking to Jace, uh, Cunning. We've had him on a show, the pro BMX writer in Australia. That writes for Team Casual Fridays. That you didn't even know we had a Team Casual Fridays racing squad. I knew. Okay, okay. Yeah. We're three riders deep right now. I'm thinking about three. Riding. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. You got me, Jackson, and Chad. Oh, oh, <laughs> and Jace. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, so we're three. We're three strong. All right. Ranged in different classes, of course. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was like, yeah, man, I need to make some hype videos. And he's like, what do you need to make hype videos for? <laughs> You're a real estate. I was like, we have a podcast, man. You kind of got to hype it up. I kind of want, kind of want to look cool. Yeah, I'm glad he said that to you too. Yeah, still, still gonna figure it out. Still gonna figure it out. I, and then I see the stuff with the the kids, like on tick, like the parents and the kids doing that. And I, like I, I have, it's like a double edged sword to me. Like I think it would be fun to create stuff with the kids, and you know, we have goofy stuff that I think is funny, and I think some other people would find humor in it. But what bothers me is what I'm seeing are a lot of like the parents doing like the dance contest things with their kids. And they got like some pretty provocative songs and they got their 12 to 14 year old daughters out there dancing in bathing suits. And I'm just like, man, I, I'm not there. I'm yeah. not, that's not, that's not where I want to be. Yeah. Those girls are going to, those kids are going to be doing it anyway. I, I get it. And I, and I agree with <laughs> you that they're going to have a freak kid, have them be a freak in front of you. <laughs> Let them know it's okay to wave I'm, the freak flag. I, I can't wait until you have a daughter one day. And I'm going to let you relive that comment. And I'm like, yeah. you said let the freak flag. Hey, and she's got three dudes over here and they're yeah. carrying her back to go. Do homework. Yeah, no, it's I not can't. what they're going to be doing at home. Uh, I mean, I feel bad for any future daughter I may or may not have. I mean, <laughs> Jeez. yeah, no, Mm-mm. but yeah, I mean, so no, that's not where the remix thought came from. Been like doing TikTok videos with the kids. It comes from you know as we go through the journey, do some of our stuff switch, and today's market is is changing. It's changing a lot faster than a lot of us thought it would. So you know, I thought it would be a good idea to maybe throw in some older shows, maybe. See if we have changing of opinions or if we're still just so dead set on that thought process and that idea. Mm-hmm. I already know the answer to this question too, but you didn't go back and listen to what your thoughts were on the first ones, did you? I have listened uh, to every one of our shows. Yeah, but can you recall exactly what you said 
Uh, 170 shows No, because ago. we picked the episode out like three minutes ago. I was like, hey, I, I told you last night, hey, man, I'm thinking about doing a remix show. And you're like, oh, it sounds good. What episode? I'm like, I, I don't know. Yeah. So, but I got to assume it's about the same as it's always been. Now, now the question is, during the pandemic, mm-hmm. has, Ugh, has it changed? This week, this week five of this, isn't it? I don't know how many weeks it is. It just feels like forever. This is just the new norm. I actually saw a meme the other day. It said 2020 is such an odd leap year. Yeah. February had 29 days. March had... 300 days in April is over five years. (laughs) Oh, God. Man, I, yeah, I don't even want to start on that. But, you know, so with that, like you said, the pandemic, is the buying criteria changing? And to a point, I want to say no. It's still the same, but I'm being more critical on those pieces. Like, I'm not taking a chance. So, you know, used to, if you saw an easement that had two track to it, and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, it's got physical and they can legally get there, I might do it. I'm like, if it's got Google Street View... County road access, then I'm looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say that too. I don't remember exactly what I said all those episodes ago, but I can think back to that time in investing where as long as I could have got to it, it wouldn't have had to been a named road or anything, mm-hmm. right? If I could just look on the GIS and see a clear road from there that mm-hmm. I could get to it, then I would have bought it. Yep. That would no longer fly today. Nope. And so maybe it's being more conservative right now, but even if the pandemic wasn't going on right now, I wouldn't be looking for a property that didn't have a really solid road to it. Yeah. And definitely wouldn't buy two track anymore. Yeah. And that's a, the important thing is when you talk about an acquisition requirement, there's certain things like I, you know, I've got to have 100% undivided interest. Like I got to have the own the whole property. I had a property come back for plum to fund. And when I looked at the legal description, I saw something that was like a two thirds or a three eight, some, I can't remember the numbers off the top of my head, but there was a, it was an undivided interest that they were getting deeded. And I said, Oh, Hey man, do you have the original deed that came in on that? And they went and got it from the county. And that's something we teach in the course. Every time that you buy a property, you want to get the last conveying deed. So you can see what's actually was conveyed to these people that you're trying to buy it from. And they only conveyed two-thirds interest to them. And so there was a third still hanging out that we didn't know who it belonged to. And, you know, so that's one of the contingencies we put in our offer is, hey, we want 100% marketable title. Well, two-thirds is not 100% ownership and marketable title of that. Yeah. So You just reminded me, too. I don't want to go real far off on a tangent on this, but in our group yesterday, someone asked about, they bought a property, and I thought that that's where they were going. Was they found out they didn't buy the whole thing, but they didn't get mineral rights, and they were okay. they were curious if that was standard practice or not. Yeah, to not get them if you don't ask for them, right? You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I was the first comment on that one. Yeah, no, I know that, but I'm <laughs> I'm making sure that I'm re-saying it. Yeah, better. so they so they opened the deed and saw it was only surface rights only, and he thought like in Texas, if you buy a property, if they don't request mineral rights only, they convey with the property. When Oklahoma is a little bit different, it was in the state of Oklahoma. And you have to pay extra for an abstract to do the research on the titles and minerals there. And so typically it's sold as surface only unless you say, hey, I want this. Or you have your closing attorney include the minerals in a different route. Right. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too. Yep. So anyway, okay, that's cool. I, you reminded me of that when that came out. So I, yeah, the acqui- to, I yeah, know that he's not the only person that has that question. No, so acquisition requirement. Is minerals something that's just a make or break deal? And a lot of newer investors struggle with that. Well, if they don't give me minerals, people are asking the minerals. Minerals are really only worth anything if they're producing. And typically, if you talk to a land guy or a mineral guy that buys and sells minerals, he, he wants about, he'll pay about three years worth of production on that. And that's what they kind of valued at. If you can get it cheaper, great. But that's typically what they try to charge for it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I have people say, well, I want to hold the minerals. Or, you know, you may make a little bit offer a few hundred bucks more, or, you know, try to get that. But, you know, for me, like I had one come in that had an oil well or a, a tanks right as you pulled into the property. It was 20 acres coming in and weren't getting any minerals with it. And I'm like, okay, well, let's think about this real quick. If I'm a client, because they had Google Street View, wrote in, if I drove into the property, and every time I'm seeing this oil well sitting there, and it's really a black tea, black gold, you know, whatever the, the hillbilly song was, 
and you don't get any part of that and it's just messing your view, it just makes me mad every time I've drove on. So on a property that's 10 or 20 acres, it has that and that's taken up, you know, combined two acres, there was two spots on it property. I mean, I'm like, shit, 20% of the properties, I can't really say anything about it. It's a pad for somebody else making money. Mm. Yeah. Is it worth it to me? Yeah. At X price, but not at, you know, one third of the market value of regular land there. Mm-hmm. I'm not too concerned about the mineral rights. Would it be nice to keep mineral rights on every property we buy? Yeah. Because over time you collect a ton of them and mm-hmm. if all it takes is one to hit. Right? Yeah. But I'm not too concerned about it. I think in my agreement, the, the letter, it says, you know, we're not. Yours uh, says mine doesn't. Yeah. yeah. My, well, at least the one that we used to use, it used to say, because it's changed over time, but it used to say, well, I don't even remember the exact wording, but we weren't buying minerals. Yeah. If you requested to keep the minerals, you yeah, could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I pulled that out after my first mailer because the place I mailed, if they bought it, if the original subdivide, they all got 50% of the minerals. And so I decided to keep up, keep those minerals. So I've got about 20 something properties in that area with the minerals were peeled off for me. Yeah. Not something I'm too worried about. That's my life. I want them minerals, baby. If I can get them. Yeah. It's not a deal breaker. Though. Yeah, it's so not so, a deal breaker. So, so acquisition uh, requirements. So let's access, you know, you want solid access. We both agree on that. Uh, value. We don't want something impeding the value that's going to hurt the end user that we want that. You know, right now we've gone back and negotiated, you know, renegotiated some of the pricing on that. And, you know, that's that's been huge for us and saying, hey, we got the coronavirus. We've been dragging out the, the close times because we've had some properties together that we can't get closed until the courts open back up. And we don't know when that is. Mm-hmm. So we've said, hey, we, let's slow the process down. Let's see if we can renegotiate and get the price a little bit cheaper. And we've seen successfully about 60% of what our original offer was. So 15, 20% of the original market value. Yeah. I don't know if anything else has really changed. I mean, the access as over the time I've wanted it to get better. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but I used to accept less than I would accept now. Mm-hmm. And we're just being more conservative on the pricing and whatnot, I guess, because it's yeah. a different time right now. Yeah, it definitely is a different time. So topography, you have any changes on topography, what you look at? I don't think so. No, I mean, I'd love to have the property that's been, someone came through with a bobcat and cleaned everything up, (laughs) made it just beautiful, but I don't care if they haven't touched it in 50 years. I don't care if there's a ton of trees. I still want nice attributes around mountains, lake, something pretty, something fun that would make it attractive close to within a few hours of a big city. Mm -hmm. Um, You? No, topography, I'd look at the slope a lot more now. I try to make sure that I don't have too big of an angle that it can't be used and it's just the side of a mountain. Yeah, that's a kind of a lesson learned over time, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I look at that too. After I bought a killer property, only to realize that, you know, once you actually get down the ground and look back up, it's a it's a big hill up to the flat part. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make the one I bought didn't ruin the property. It's still beautiful, but it definitely brought attention to starting to look at that. Yep. Okay, cool. So I think we've kind of hit the acquisition stuff. Any... Any last words on that? No. Okay. You have any final words? Mm-mm. I'm not used to you rounding up a show like that. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> just just did it for you. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that's it for today then. As always, go to Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Give us a like, follow, and a subscribe. And then go to iTunes. Go to Stitcher. Go to wherever else you're listening to us. Like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Appreciate it. We love you. We'll see you Wednesday. See you guys.